Welcome to the Find Your Summit podcast. I am Brian, as I usually am. And I'm Leah. And, and I'm Dora. Yeah, we're joined by Dora. I was going to introduce you, but... Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> in your Dora fashion, you couldn't wait to jump on. Well, it felt like we were doing a thing, like everyone was saying it. So I felt like I huh. needed to be next. Well, you do you. And, and that's why we're bringing you on. We uh, felt like after our last couple of podcasts, they weren't... Um, I. They weren't somber, but more philosophical. Yeah, there's a better way to look at them. And so we, Dora, yeah. who's the self-identified president of fun. Yeah. So there's a, there's actually a lot of weight on your shoulders in this podcast to be super fun. Yeah. All right. You're bringing well, the joy. <laughs> on the way to school this morning, I told Bay that you were on the podcast. And she goes, oh, that'll be great. Dora's really funny. And I was like, are you sure? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I love that I have fans. That's so funny. <laughs> Um, guys, okay. we, yes, focus. Um, <laughs> I want to ask an unanswerable question. Oh, oh. So, <laughs> if the pandemic had never happened, how would your life be different? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Unprompted. Wow. Whoa. Leah, would you live in Charlotte? Dora, would you have a dog? That is so weird to think about and sh probably not shocking, but I actually think about this pretty often of like, <laughs> of like, if this didn't happen, what would my life be like? Yeah. I probably wouldn't. I don't think I would be in Charlotte. Well, probably like not. I probably would eventually end up in Charlotte, but probably not as soon. I don't know. Right. Yeah. I'm going to take me summit? a long time. I'm oh, sorry. No, I don't think I would have quit Summit. I think it would have been like, I, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I think the pandemic kind of threw me into like, hey, what's your next step? And like, I really took it, like I took it very seriously and it kind of like put, like, I wouldn't say push me, but like, like inspire me to like go ahead and like do it you know and yeah. I feel like without it I probably would have been in a space that felt comfortable still sure. like, yeah um I think it would have taken me way longer to get a dog and I wouldn't have ended up with Bo so I feel like that is pretty important because like I would have waited what well, I just, I think like the timing of it, like he's clearly my soulmate dog and I like, <laughs> how would I have found him? I don't know. Like, I, I don't know but that if I would your like, soulmate dog. You would have ended up finding him. Right. I mean, I think I would have just like known that he was out there, wow. but I don't know if I would have, like, I don't know. Out there somewhere. <laughs> um, no, but like, I went like randomly one day to Morganton because I was just like, sad at home and feeling like really like it was really the time I mean I'd wanted a dog for a long time but I don't know I think that's that was like a big shift in my life and I hurried up and did it after talking about it for two years um I think I I think aside from Bo though he is the light of my life I um I do think that like my friendships and relationships like I think I would have that those would probably look different like I think I don't know what my life would be like but I I don't think I would have I don't know like I I feel like I like created a community very differently in the last year in the last couple of years than I I don't know I I don't know just I think it wouldn't have happened the same way and I wouldn't 
I don't think I would have the same, it wouldn't, my life would look very different. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, I feel, but I also like really like where I am. So it's really hard to say that because now I'm like, well, I'm happy where I am. So I'm coming from that place versus like a, yeah, obviously the pandemic, I mean, the pandemic sucked. I'm not, I'm not going to make the argument that the pandemic was good. Um, That'd be a very hot take. That's like Leah saying the Mother's Day is a bad holiday. Um, (laughs) Drop it already. You're never going to live that down. It's the most controversial take in our podcast. Um, But I do, I do think for those of us who emerged on the other side of this thing, like Mm -hmm. relatively unscathed, it was a, I think maybe it's because I'm a person who's very pro change, but like, I think it was a good shakeup. It was like, yeah, everyone had to like, it's like an earthquake almost. We have to like grab onto something and then you're like, have yeah. to rebuild and like and it gives you an opportunity to figure out okay like whether it's stop waiting to do something you want to do or yeah you know dig into key relationships or whatever it may be yeah what about you Brian? what what about you i don't know <laughs> you okay <laughs> you can't get away with that <laughs> just gonna throw uh, it out there and then be like nah no I, I mean i think about it in the summit context uh I think it'd be hard to believe that Summit would look the same. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I mean, I, to the extent that I think we emerged smarter because we had to figure out how to survive. So we like got really nitty gritty about every penny we were spending. And, mm-hmm. and that I think is something we've carried on. And I also think we got a little bit of energy and momentum early in pandemic of the term I keep using is swimming upstream. It was like everything was going one way. And so we decided to go against the flow of things. And I mm-hmm. think that has sort of been our energy since is like, let's zig when others zag. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, I think that can be our, uh, it's sort of our energy we're carrying right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like people are contracting, we're going to expand. So I think the thing I thought about a lot in the beginning and of the like early days, like March, 2020, when we were talking about, you know, opening the drive to and, and having this was like creating, um, like positive, happy news. Like here is a fun thing. Come get a donut. Like this is an opportunity versus like everything is shutting down. Um, and one thing I really, I was thinking about this this morning, cause I was reading a newsletter about like how the like empathy of COVID is going away. And I just, I want to find ways to carry that forward. Cause I think, mm-hmm we weren't the only people who did that, but like people had to like really band together and do nice things for each other and like support other local businesses and like really dig in and like connect to each other. And I, I want that to continue. <laughs> like I, I, that, cause that feels like a really, like in a time when like, like of like really dire circumstances, like you have to come together. And so I, what I don't want is like for people to just like forget that and just go on to their lives and then be like nothing matters anymore like i mean it, psych- it does matter right and psychology tells you that in times of crisis or unrest that people tend to unite mm-hmm. like after 9-11 america was like as united as it's been in 50 years and it was like and even george bush who ended up being a you know not that well like president after 9-11 his approval rating was like 82 percent because everyone was like America. And I think at the start of COVID, it was, you know, it might not have been uniting around our president, but like, I think we were all like, okay, let's help each other out. Let's save local businesses. That's like, mm-hmm. and then I think we got so tired of it that like the pandemic almost lasted too long for that empathy to carry on. I think people just got like sick of 
cheering each other on. Well, I Dora, think people Dora's got it. the podcast. Dora, this is on video, you know. I know, I know. Just leave. I, know. I know. Sorry, Bo was squeaking and it wouldn't have stopped. It I was trying to save us from Bo. Brought me back to my inner. Sorry, sorry, Leah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know. I think that people just got burnt out. Maybe it's like a yeah. level of burnt out. Like, yeah. um, I think that there was so much concern about showing up for other people, but it was also like, how are, how are you showing, showing up for yourself? Yeah. Um, and that kind of goes back to like, you can't like pour from an empty cup. Like, well, it's yeah. the metaphor of, um, like on an airplane, when they tell you to put your own oxygen in the event of emergency, put your own oxygen mask on first. And like the metaphor of you can't save others when, mm -hmm. if you aren't saving yourself first. Yeah. Yeah. So are you looking like that's a lesson that you're, that was well, like, a, it's under, hard, that was like an it, understanding it's, frown. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that that's correct. Cause I, I, I think it's super important and, but it's hard in the moment to be like, I like, I need to do this for myself when, mm -hmm. and maybe that's not true for everybody, but it's really hard to like justify that when it's like, I'm fine. They're not. And so it's, it's tricky, but I recognize that it's important. It's yeah. something I'm still trying to learn, but it's hard. I think, you know, Leah, to your point about burnout, I think it's, um, it's interesting because I don't think necessarily that we, I mean, we did a little bit, but I don't think it's as much that we lost energy in terms of trying to fight for others and have empathy for others. What I think it is, is we lost the ability to like look away or have patience for the people who were on the other side of things. Like we lost yeah. a certain amount of mm -hmm. um, like understanding of other viewpoints. And that is where, when it came to mask mandates and vaccines, where it was like, we just all like lost the energy to hear what the other side of people had to say. Yeah. It's exhausting. It was, yeah. It was like exhausting. Yeah. I would agree. Especially in this era of constant, like, uh, it's never been easier to broadcast an opinion. Like, you yeah. know, you can just say whatever you want on whatever platform you want. And then, yeah, uh, it's interesting. But I, I think going to burnout, I, um, I had this thought and I had you guys do these burnout assessments, like sort mm -hmm. of a pre-burnout assessment to figure out where we are and try to create some sort of regular cadence to monitoring self-health in relation to work. Mm -hmm. I, maybe this is a hot take, but I actually don't think that vacation is a antidote to burnout. And I think historically, that's how people look at it as like, gosh, I need to take a weekend off. I need to take a week off. I think it sets up a bad paradigm where mm -hmm. you need to really escape work or life or whatever it may be in order to like take a deep breath or to get mental clarity. And I don't think that that is a long-term sustainable strategy. Like I think reality is you need to figure out how to do that yeah. on a day-to-day -day basis because then if you go on vacation then you come back to work and you're like well this is the same shit that was happening a week ago like sure I got some sleep but like I'm going right. back into the stress place rather than building into your work life or your daily life some habits that allow you to get whatever it is that you need whether it's sleep or exercise or mm -hmm. meditation or whatever it is that or eating three meals <laughs> no I would agree with that for sure I mean even like this, you know, taking like one, like this long weekend that I had, um, it was a lot of fun. And like, I don't know, it just, I feel like when people want to like have the mentality, like you said, of like wanting to like take this long vacation, mm -hmm. 
like it kind of creates like this routine of like like you said I need to escape my daily life and yeah. in order to rejuvenate but there are small things that you can do throughout the day or the week or the month that can already provide that for you it's just finding what it is and it's going to be different for everybody and, yeah. and I think it's it's almost necessary to find this because I do think the dichotomy that it draws and again I understand some people might be different but I feel like if you go on vacation, you take a deep breath, then you're like looking back to the other side of things. And you're like, gosh, look how tired I've been at this job or look how stressed yeah. I've been. And it's like, you're drawing this parallel between vacation and your life. And it immediately, and if your life, like inevitably the things that line up there are, uh, you know, your, your job and you're like, yeah. and I feel like it, like yeah. we often, uh, I feel like historically hit summit, like when people decide, make the decision to leave or whatever, it's like, after a vacation it's during or after a long vacation where like people come back and they're like hey I'm gonna quit it's like oh. <laughs> I think it's so interesting as um, the burnout test that we took or like the pre-burnout assessment was so interesting because it broke it up into three categories and so like one of them was like personal achievement and the other was sort of just like general work like are you able do you feel energized or whatever um but the third category was like fascinating because it was depersonalization and like loss of empathy. And I thought that was so interesting that like, cause that's definitely not something that's going to get solved, like on a vacation. Like if you are just like losing your ability to like care about other people, because you are like, so you're at this breaking point, like that is something that re requires a very different shift. And it's yeah. not that personal achievement doesn't, but that's something that I feel like the way that we look at it is like, oh, we can climb out of that. Like, let me just like check something off the list. But like, right. if you like stop caring about people and you start being like a butthead, like that is, uh, I mean, I don't know. Like that was just so interesting because that was like a different way of thinking about burnout than I've ever thought about it. Might well, be I the just, first time the word butthead's ever been used on the I, <laughs> I didn't know what word to use. And then I was thinking about, I was like, if Bay listens to this and I say something, like, I would rather it's say butthead. Friendly. Um, yeah. Well, I think that goes back to the idea of, again, like, you can't, like, nurture others if you don't nurture yourself. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, because, um, again, like, if I, if, yeah, you know, I just. Yeah. This is getting yeah, so I, serious, guys. What? So this is getting so serious. No, it's, I mean, I think <laughs> it's good. It's good. I think it's to, important. You're new to season three of the podcast, but we're talking about like the ways to approach work. And I think I've been trying to figure out because I, I recognize that our team in general is heavier than we've been. And so like, I'm looking at something like, okay, what can I do strategically to help everyone feel like they can take a half breath? Like, and then I you know, went through the process. I was like, maybe I should do a mandatory four-day weekend where everyone, and I'm like, again, but that's where I got to the point. I was like, I'm not sure what that solves. It's like, yeah. everyone's going to come back to work and the work is going to have piled up. And, and so what are the things we can do? And so part of me wanted to just, you know, start with this assessment to say, you don't need to share your results, but like, just yeah. we care that you know where you are. Mm -hmm. And now I need to come up with resources. Like, okay, if you're here, you know, here's some strategic things. And, but I really just want to get better at encouraging people to um, do what they need to do on a day-to-day -day basis. And that goes to trust and self-awareness, but like think about the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to Tyler about this last night is for the first, I mean, for the last two years, like I made it a habit of running twice a day or 
making sure I went to trail running and all these things. And like, I look at the last six weeks and I've, I've had zero days where I've run twice. I haven't gone to the trails to run once. Like, it's like, we're mm -hmm. back in this, um, pre pandemic rat race for lack of a better term, where it's like, I, you know, I I was in the office yesterday for nine consecutive hours without leaving the office. Like I went from, you know, like I didn't leave our office or the hallway. Like I didn't go outside. I didn't change the seat I was sitting in. And I was like, yeah. This is not at all how I spent the last two years and how I like survived and thrived in the last two years, but got to make sure you don't fall back into those habits just because like the world around us is getting back into those habits. Like people go back to work. It's not like, okay, we need to return back to that. Yeah. yeah. But it's so interesting because it's like going back to those habits, but we're so much more tired than before. So it right. like doesn't actually work. Like even if you could sustain yourself on like that same schedule as like you had yesterday before like in 2019 like you're it, we're like fundamentally different people like our brains are wired differently our bodies need different things like we're just in like a totally different place but yeah. we're like I feel like we're trying to like maybe it's not like us the we but like the collective we it's like we're trying to like pretend like we can just like zoom out of this without like yeah. actually thinking about how it feels and like what the consequences of that are mm -hmm. that was your trip to Atlanta in relation to what you've been doing on a day to day was like getting out of the office and out of our normal routine. Did that feel like a refreshing perspective on work? I think so. Like I like doing, I don't know. I think it's important to kind of change up your, we've talked about this before, but like changing up, changing up like your work routine a bit. So like yeah. whether it is like sitting out, you know, one of the different cafes versus the office or like, switching from inside to outside or, you know, Dora and I going and visiting Roswell and, and doing an event. Um, I think it's like a really great opportunity to see like different sides of summit and also just like kind of place your, yourself into doing like and supporting different aspects of the company. Yeah. yeah. Plus it's like a lot of fun. We had so much yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I think it's great. I think for a lot of reasons, I think it's like spending time with people you really like, like I, yeah. Like it was so fun to hang out with Leah and like just be with Leah for so long. Like that was such a great time. And I just like really enjoyed working with Leah. And wow. so like, we just got to like yeah. hang out and drive and get our double tree cookies. And, yeah. uh, but, but also like, I, I was thinking about it a lot this weekend. Cause I, I feel like when we were, you know, we had some like brewer troubles and we were trying to figure this out in like the dark uh at like 6 a.m at the race on Saturday because you're giving away coffee at the end of a 5k and um but then like once we had everything set up and we started giving out coffee people were so happy oh it was and so cool it was so nice because everyone was just so happy and I think like those moments like finding just like times to yeah like people like said they're like this is so great thank you so much like we're so excited about this and like it just feels nice like it just like you put that in your little like a happy bank because people yeah. are just it just is nice to like do things for people and like nobody was expecting that, which was cool. And like, mm -hmm. I don't know. I think that was like a fun, we can, it can get so serious. Like you're sitting yeah. and like, you're trying to like crank out a bunch of work and like in your little corner of the office. And, but then like going outside of that and like getting outside of yourself and just like going to give away coffee to people is like super nice. I think it just like re-inspires. I don't know. For me, it's like, it's like, you know, I have like this constant like flame inside, but like moments like that's like, oh, like I'm going to like reignite that and then just move, you know, take that with well, me and move forward. And I think it's really impactful because 
it allows you to be directly in touch with the customer in a way that you're probably not at this point when we're all in the office and we're trying to like yeah. grow this company, but we're end up, we're building a brand for customers. And so to actually be on the yeah. front lines and um, I think it does two things. One is it like forces you to be nimble and figure out how to serve customers again. It's like, okay, like we have to problem solve and figure out this brewer and we need to, but then it also, I think it's nice to get validation from other people about the work that you're doing, which is yeah. especially random people. Like I think we all understand that we appreciate each other and it's still totally nice to like say, good job, Dora, good job, Leah. Mm -hmm. But I think when people who you don't know were like, wow, we are so excited for you. Your coffee's great. We really like you. It's like, yeah. it's, it's a, it's an added layer of perspective that I think probably carries an extreme amount of weight. Yeah. yeah. Well, and too, I think like, it, I think there were a couple levels of it, right? Cause we were, there were all these strangers that like we may or may not ever see again that we give coffee to and now they have this like awesome positive memory of summit but then also like you know we went down to spend time with and support the owners of our soon-to-be cafe in roswell and we got to spend time with them and it felt like they like we it felt like we were really in support of them and that they recognized that and we're really grateful for that yeah. and so it's cool to like be able to offer that to them in a really genuine way because yeah. i felt like you know, of all the people, like they're the people we're going to like, we're going to be working with. And I feel like moments like that, like we get to develop like a good relationship and trust and like excitement about what's happening. And so there are like all these different levels of like what you get to do for other people when you go out and just like, yeah, go up. Mm -hmm. For me personally, I, I think um, I've been invigorated as of late by some layers of challenge that come into our way, whether it's challenges with staffing stuff or with cafe stuff or operations. Cause I, I do think that that's one of my best skills is problem solving. And I think having the opportunity to problem solve in a way is like, makes me feel like I'm good at my job rather than like trying to get into this daily rhythm and flow where I'm like doing work. Okay. I, I, that to me doesn't invigorate me in a way, in the same way that having to deal with challenges. And I'm, it's not like I'm trying to bring challenges on, but yeah. we're shifting our workspace to be taking more projects on rather than like doing the day-to-day -day work. And I think that is nice in part because it like forces you to mm -hmm. constantly problem solve. Mm -hmm. It's also like, yeah, it, it makes you like think differently and shakes up your, your routine. Yeah. Which is positive, even if it's difficult sometimes. But again, the, the swimming upstream thing, like that usually is like in the face of something that we do something different or something better or something you know, remarkable. And I think having that mindset again of, okay, how do we tackle this problem differently mm -hmm. is what I think makes us all feel invigorated, uh, rewarded, and also probably confident in ourselves and in each other. And like, like, we have to lean into each other. It's like, okay, like, who can I, who can I look at for help in this situation? Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's nothing like solving a problem that like helps boost your little, like, self-confidence and be like oh okay great like what's the next one because one I know I can do it two I know I have the support system too yep so I go through the seven stages of grief so fast it takes me like seven minutes <laughs> yeah, it's like one minute per, <laughs> per stage I'm like all right here we go we're on to the next thing <laughs> I, I I I will I will end on this note but I remember when I was in Italy three years ago um this time mm -hmm. we had an employee um, you know, it's a six hour time change. We had an employee who um, gave me his notice. Mm -hmm. He sent me an email at 
10 30 p.m which was 4 30 italy time <clears throat> and i was like but i was 10 30 east coast so i woke up because i was working right. in odd hours to try to work and i was like i went through these stages of grief i was like i was angry i was frustrated <laughs> i was super stressed but like by the time that like everybody had woken up eight hours later i had like totally solved the problem so like i called andrew and was like here's what happened and here's our solution i've already emailed you like three thousand words <laughs> That's amazing. It was actually, it was actually a good, like, it was really good in that moment to not be able to call anybody for eight hours. Cause it's like, okay. Cause like my first response is like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And then yeah. by, the, by the time I have to problem solve, then it's like, Hey, we're on, to, we're, we're moving on. <laughs> we're moving on. <laughs> we got this. Goodbye. I'm already figured it out, everybody. <laughs> uh, well, Dora, thanks for infusing the podcast with some energy. Yeah. Thanks Just for letting like me you join. Use our daily lives with some energy. <laughs> yeah. I hope that also we have some sun today. That would be really nice. Yeah. Um, all right, everybody. We'll be back next week. I am Brian. And I'm Leah. And that's Dora. <laughs> Bye. Yes.